0: Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. Uh, We're back with another episode this week. Uh, we've got all the usual town, Rylands talk, along with the Cheshire League and Warrington Saturday and Sunday leagues. This is the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome to the Watching Football Podcast. It's me, Willz. This week we've got Mr. Statman, of course, uh, Jacko, uh, Ash Platt, uh, the the Rylands expert, as as, as he likes to call himself, and Tim Tate. Uh, we're going to week show talking about the, uh, the, the the great week, great win for town. Uh, Jacko, you up at the game.
0: Yes, yeah, so it's been a good week for town. Um, they made it three wins for the first time in, in two. I think it's two or three seasons. Um, but they, they they went to Lancaster on Tuesday, won by a goal to nil. Um, obviously, Town have have struggled recently to keep clean sheets, but they have got a good clean sheet there, back to back clean sheets and that in them two games as well. Um, Connor Woods got the goal, and despite Mitch Duggan getting sent off in the second half, very harshly by all accounts, he um, he was sent off for a stamp. I've seen the video, I can't see the stamp anywhere. Um, but I think the, the lad gets a bit of unfair reputation. You know, he's, he's he's regularly known for being uh, in the mix, shall we say, um, whenever there's an issue. Um, he's always around. Um, but then on on Saturday, Town played Matlock. Um, it was by far and away the best performance I've seen from Warrington Town this season. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with Matlock. I know they played Rylands the week before um, and beat Rylands, but I I wasn't impressed with Matlock. I think Town outplayed them completely in midfield. Um, Jay Harris had an absolute ex, uh, exceptional game, as did Stefan Moles. The two of them were brilliant. Stefan Moles, you get a chance to see it's called an absolute worldie. Um, it, it, a 3-1 win. They were disappointed that they could see the goal at the end because it would have been three clean sheets in a row. Um, but yeah, I wasn't overly impressed with Matlock at all. Now, considering they're in the playoff places, that's a bit of a surprise. Um, Town are up to third now. At one point, they were second. Um, so, good. it's a good... It's been a good month for town. Um, this is what I said before about the good month, bad month. Um, town, have very, town have had a very good month. Um, I mean, you, you look at the doom and gloom after the Rylands game. Um, Beasy was under a lot of pressure. I think the the goal at the end probably saved his, saved his saved, saved him some it very awkward questions. Um, but since then, they seem to have kicked on. And other than the, the blip against Gainsborough, they've been really good. Um, this week, they've got Staley Bridge in the Cheshire Cup. Go on, Tim.
2: Do you think it's the new signings they've brought in, the new the left new... back they've had before, and you know give it a yeah. bit of a boost? Yeah. I mean
0: Eddie Clarkson playing on the left wing, and what it seems to have done is give him a bit more balance in the side. Um, so what was happening before was the play on the on the left because they were predominantly right-footed, were tucking in, and it was giving no width. But because Eddie Clark's a natural left-footer, he's he's able to stay out wide, and it stretches the team out a little bit more. Um, and Connor Woods, the, the lad from Southport he's he's been brilliant i mean he, the first couple of games we were playing him out wide that it wasn't quite working but now he's playing as number 9 he's he's brilliant um he's he's really good quick um you know quite good in the air but he's 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 finishing superb and he's he's a, he's a bit like a fox in the box so great signing for town um so they got they got stage on tuesday in the cheshire cup i'm not expecting a full side out It'll be, a tough, it'll be a tough game, um, so we'll see how they get on. And then they've got the biggest test of the, of the season so far in the FA Trophy. They're playing South Shields at home. Um, South Shields are full-time professionals. They're, they're a good side, um, and they're probably the favourites to win this division. But
1: they're they're a fantastic to... side, South Shields. Um... They
0: are, and, and they, they're in the FA, but the only saving grace for town is they're in the FA Cup. And um, the week after against Forest Green, so hopefully they put a week inside out and give
1: yes and hopefully Town that. get a win.
0: Yeah. So hopefully yeah. Town get it, a win. It's,
1: it's been a it's been a fantastic you know couple of weeks for for Town, like you said. Uh, I know I know on you know quite a few episodes we always say that if a team can get a few wins together, they can really climb up the table, and we've seen it here with Town. You know, when a couple of weeks ago, you know, last week for instance, I think they were eleventh or twelfth, and they've had a couple of wins, and straight away the you know back in the top top
0: three. Yeah, the league's been so tight this season. Um, it's ridiculous. I mean, we'll come on to it with Rylands in a bit, but the the, the sides that you'll see sides suddenly, like I said, getting a bit of a run or getting a bit of a run, the like getting a winning run or getting a losing run. I think if any team gets eight out of 10 win, eight game, eight wins out of ten games, they'll be running away with this league. I think that's how that's how tight it is. I think everyone else is going to be falling over each other all the time. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how they get on. On Saturday, um,
3: South Shields are going to be um, best uh, best suited to be looking towards that because they've got um, four points in hand over FC United at the top of the table, only two points back, and uh, you know two and three games in hand ahead of the teams below them as well. So, if South Shields although they've got a couple of cup games, if South Shields manage to get a few decent wins, um, you know, three four wins out of the next five. And they could well be six, nine points clear at the top.
0: Yeah, well, there's, all, there's also, I mean, this is how tight the league is. If you look a little bit further down, Hyde are only two points behind town with three games in hand. And I think Gainsborough are, th- are, th- are four points behind town with three games in hand as well. So it is really tight. Time. Sorry, two at hand. So thanks, Ash. Is there, um,
1: is there a, I know you said um, South Shields got two cup games coming up, obviously first town away this weekend and um, the FA Cup game. Have they got a, a league game in between that or is it literally Cup game and Cup
0: game? Uh, I think it's Cup game and Cup game. So the only Cause... the only saving grace for Town and Rylands and the rest of the rest of the clubs in this division is that South Shields go on a really long Cup run, so they end up in the sort of later stages of the trophy, later stages of the FA Cup um, and they have to play start playing three, four games a week, which can happen in this league if you get a bad winter. Um, so, I just, I just think they're going to run away with it the way they're going at the moment. Do you, do you think that South Shields potentially might
1: look to, to to rest a few against Tam this weekend with the FA Cup game next week? Because I mean, that FA Cup game—it's a massive occasion. That you know, they're playing a, playing a, a team from the Football League at home as well, so massive opportunity there to get a good good gate, good good crowd in. And obviously, I, I think it's on TV as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, South South Shields are a big club. I mean, that's not—I mean, we're going to go into when they played Rylands on. On um, Tuesday, but I oh, on Saturday, they got two thousand against Rylands, which is a fantastic crowd. They're a big club, um, and they are. they obviously Kevin Phillips is there as manager. They're, they're a well-supported club, and you know what? They're the, ni- they're the nicest fans in non-league football. Um, whenever yeah, I've heard come across, say that. Whenever I've come across them, they're a lovely bunch of people. Um, sometimes when you get when you play against big clubs at this level, some of the fans aren't the nicest. But the South Shields lot are the nicest fans I've ever come across. Um, should we move on to Rylands now? Because Rylands, in different forms, continue, Dash.
3: Yeah, yeah. We um, you know, tried to avoid talking about the weak Rylands have had, uh, as long as we could in this pod. <laughs> but um, Tuesday, they were at home to Atherton Colliers. Uh, 0-0 the final score. So, clean sheet with the defensive performances that they've had with... Conceding quite a few goals, that's decent. But uh, the game itself, it was it was a poor game. You know, the first uh, first half hour or so, it was a decent you know a decent bit of play, bit of excitement in, in the midfield. But as soon as either side got uh, the ball into the final third, they just didn't know what to do with it. Rylands were hitting the target well, but not putting anything behind the shot, so it was easy for the keeper. And uh, Allerton just couldn't hit. A barn door they were just flying all over the place reminded me of um shooting drills when uh when i was coaching at bruce to be honest with you
0: so so that's now obviously with the defeat on saturday as well we're going to saturday's game now ash um went to south shields a game which like i said before the toughest game in the league um going to south shields away um of came away with what i would say would be a credit loss yeah
3: i'd agree with that from um from what I've seen from the match report and what Jody said after the game, um, it was you know dominant for for Rylands for most of the game. Um, and even I've even seen the um, the chairman of South Shields tweet saying that um, that you know Rylands deserved something out of that game and you know the he's uh, you know he's surprised that South Shields got the three points at the end of the day. But um, I think uh, Rylands can have. A bit of um, you know positive thoughts off the back of that, having a good um, a good performance against what um, we've debated all season is the best team in the league this year. Um, but at the end of the day, results don't lie, and you know you come off the back of um, was it eight seven games in the league now without a win.
0: I think, well, it it's, I think it's four. They've got four points from a possible twenty-one this month. Um, yeah, so it seems to have been since I went to watch them against Stafford. I don't know if I've I've cursed them, but um, no, it's it's it's, 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 it's not for going holiday and giving you, giving <laughs> you the,
3: the seat <laughs> jacket. To be honest with
0: you, um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a concern. I mean, one thing that would concern me as a as a fan is that you know you're playing well and not winning games, um, and not and the goals seem to dried up a little bit. And there was an yeah. interesting article by you know our mate on the show and Will's his best pal Matt Turner, who was saying maybe our Rylands too reliant on Cal Dolan and Kane Drummond. It was it was an interesting article. Um, if you get a chance to read it, I would recommend it because it is looking apparent that if Kane and Cal don't score, now are the Ryans? Yeah.
3: Well, from the um, the game on um, on Tuesday against uh, against Allerton, um from the from the start of the game, the um, the, the the defense was all over um, Kane and Cal, and just just hacking him down as early as he could. The ref took ages to get his yellow card out, so um, until that yellow card does come out, they're not going to let up really. Um, to uh, to Cal Dolan's credit, he was able to still find some sort of separation and find space, and in the second half, he had two two outstanding efforts. One which was a, uh, a quality save from the keeper. Um, the keeper was diving the right way, but he just swerved last minute and he adjusted, adjusted his arms to parry it wide. It was an outstanding save. Um, but, um, but you know, uh, they, they managed to nullify the threat of of um, of Kane for quite a lot of the game as well. And um, you know, when you have a front line such as um, Rylands have where they're so quick and they can devastate you, You've got to be um, either keeping up with them or taking them down. You know, we talked about it from the derby game, where um, where you know Cal Dolan scored that th- scored that second goal. You know, um, Town should have just took the free kick and brought him down at the edge of the box. You know, that's what these teams are doing to Rylands at the minute, and it's uh, it is potentially the reason for goals drying up. Um, I think it's ironic, really. We we discussed a few weeks ago on the pod. I think it was PJ that said um, why are Ireland signing all of these strikers when um, when they can't seem to keep the ball out of their own net. And uh, you know we've seen the last uh, last couple of weeks that uh, those signings being bedded in might be
0: a bit of a nice change up top for Rylands. Is is it is it? I mean, is it? I mean, there was an interesting comment made on the Warrington Town uh, commentary the other night about loan signings. It's the loan signs Rylands have made have been quite impressive. I mean, one of them, funnily enough, was at the town game yesterday, uh, Dylan Facilio. But,
3: yeah,
0: what was is, is that? I reckon that's having an impact on team morale bringing in these lone players all the time, getting a month there, a month there, rather than getting them signed for the season.
3: Well, I think the key thing with that, Jacko, is to make sure that you've got the players who are going to react well to that. Because we heard from uh, Deck Walker, who obviously left Rylands to go to town. And he wasn't happy with all of the players who were coming in, constantly looking over his shoulder. Um, you know, he wanted to, you know, battle for his position. And if he earned the position to to you know get, get the start. Um, what um what Ryland seemed to have done over the last couple of years and are doing this year is you know, you've you've got to be looking over your shoulder. And if you don't perform, there's gonna be someone there ready to uh to take your take your shirt off you. So if you get the sort of people who react well to that and react well to the chance, say, I've got to push harder because I've got competition behind me, then it works brilliantly. But you've got to have the players with the right sort of character to be able to react that way. Because otherwise, players will get demotivated. And then suddenly, you think you've got all these great players. And because they're not reacting well to the way things have been done, they're going to be um, you know,
0: not performing as well as they, as they should do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the one thing I will say is that... Sorry, Wills, go on, my
1: Sorry, mate. Uh, I was, I was just gonna say. Also, you know, you gotta think. You know, do, they, do these? How much? How much of these loan players actually wanna wanna play? You know, uh, are they are they coming in? You know, just seeing it as a, you know, like a holiday camp for a couple of weeks. You know, minimum requirement as a fan, you wanna see. You know, your team, your players. You know, maximum effort, sweat on the shirt. Uh, and if you know, like you say, if it's having a, an effect with the, the morale on the current squad. Then that could have a just negative effect all across the dressing room.
2: Yeah, you want to you want to get sort of um, a relationship with the players as well as a fan, don't you? You want to be like, yeah, there he is again. He's you know he's playing awesome, and you sort of like really start to build off the field relationship with the players on the pitch, and so you can cheer them on. If it's chopping and changing all the time, it's really hard to build that as well. Yeah, i think with it.
3: sloan signings um if you have a long-term signing like six months or the full season then i think um you know i think you are going to get that sort of consistency and that sort of um feel about the players playing for for the club because he's there for a long term but um, I know, um dylan's on a one-month loan um so hopefully that's like with options to extend because um He's he's going to be, with a one-month loan, he's going to be playing to try and prove to um, his parent club that he's he's good enough to play for them at the end of the day. So, um, But if he's going to be a longer-term sort of thing, then um, I think from what I've seen of him, he's definitely a good fit in the squad. And extra minutes in a Ryland shirt is just going to improve the team around him. So if there is an option there to extend him, if if I was uh, making the decision there, then I would definitely do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, one thing I will say about as well, Ryan's been massively unlucky with injuries because they've got a lot of players on contract who have unfortunately got season end season ended injuries. So yeah. um, Morris and Langley, are just just the name, but two that I'm aware of. And if they're on contracts, they're still taking up part of the budget, even though they're not playing. Um, so this is where contracts are a bit of a gamble. Town, I've got, this, I've had the same with. With um, Buckley, so there isn't the, there isn't the budget sometimes to to replace players, wills it?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to uh, make a, a quick point um, from something that, that you brought up, Jacko. So yeah, I, I read the article um, from from uh, Matt about you know the the forwards at Rylands, you know if if they're not playing well, where the goals coming from, et cetera. But it, it sounds like you know Rylands are still putting in half decent performances. So you know you just got to kind of maybe look at it and say. Surely, we're, we're going to get a bit of luck sooner or
0: later, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it sounds like we've been a bit doom and gloom about Rylands here, but there is one thing to think about. The uh, S, they've dropped to 14th, um, but they are only four points off the playoffs. This is their bad month. So, Tara had a bad September, Rylands had, had a bad August, had a good September. And they've not had a great October. I think they would say they've had a poor October in, for their standard. Um, they have played more games than everyone else, but they are only four points off the playoffs. So it's not a massive disaster at the moment. And they've got a, they've got a winnable game on Saturday in the FA Trophy against uh, Cohen away. Um, a game that I think Rylands would expect to win um, and expect to do well in. So, for all the doom and gloom, I don't think he's that bad. And we have got. Hopefully, we'll have Jody Ballymore in the next couple of weeks, and he can answer some of these questions that we've got about the squad and all this. And if anyone's got any questions they want us to ask him, by all means, send them in for us to to put them on Twitter. Uh, send us a DM on Twitter, and we'll get some questions asked to to Jody, um, and we'll ask him the questions we can ask him. But what we'll do now, yeah, we've point on, out about Rylands
3: as well before we move on. Go on. if you look at them for for last season. They um they started you know up and down early in the season and um I think they ended the season with something like 19 or 20 wins out of a possible 23 wins the second half of the season. So um if Rylands can well they've had to like deal with a manager change and um new players coming in at the start of the season, then changing rounds under a new regime. But I think if um you know, Jody seems to be getting the right sort of players to fit the way he wants to play. If they can get that to click between now and Christmas then the second half of the season could see a similar sort of drive where they're pushing for the top like they did when they won the league last year.
0: yeah, definitely, definitely. it's it's actually normal in normal circumstances they'd be they'd be miles behind, but because the leagues so tight, it's just sort of no one's pulled away, no one's got a, a stay edit his team on. so you know anything can happen between now and the end of the season, so it's a long way to go. And with that, we'll move on to talk about the Cheshire League. This is the Warrington Football
1: Podcast. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. Uh, we're now going to dive into, um, you know, the. Latest results
0: um, from the Cheshire League. Uh, Jocko, uh, what's been happening? So, Cheshire League this week, it's not been good news for the Warrington sides in the Premier Division. Um, Eagles unbeaten them came to an abrupt end um, despite two goals from Luke Sutton. Uh, Luke Sutton's now got six goals in his last three games. He's absolutely flying the lad now. He he struggled at the start of the year, but now he seems to have got into the team and has started smashing him in. Um, Warrington went three goals up at half-time. Eagle can't keep on giving away leads like this. They did this last week as well against Alti reserves um, and lost by three and, and, and managed to get that back to three all. But this week they there was a better second half performance, Sutton sort of scoring twice, um, but they lost the game by four goals to two. Um, haven't really moved much in the league table. Um, they're currently sort of in the middle, mid, mid table. They're, they're not in any danger of going down, but they're probably now too far away from behind Broadheath. Uh, who were top of the league to, to do anything, da- doing damage to those guys? Um, Green they lost by four goals to two. Um, it's another defeat for Green was When we had Peno on last week, there was a lot of positivity about how they're going to improve. Um, but Wally Range is a difficult game to play against. They're up in the top half of the table. So the big game for Green is next week when they play uh, Wally Range. Not Wally Range, Wally Bridge. Um, That's a big game, big game that. Big game, eleven points. Uh, if if Greenhills lose that one, you start fearing for them, and you think they're going to be probably cut adrift, well and truly. Um, so that's a huge game for Greenhaw's next week. Um, over at Dayton, there's been a, a, a raft of changes this week. Um, <laughs> announced, uh, two lads called Craig Jones and John Graham have joined the club, and they've also brought in a number of players. Uh, Josh Brownfoot, Ashley Farlow, and Tosin Aboide. Um, they have all come in. But the big name they've signed is former Cheshire League Player of the Year Lee Vaughan, has gone to has gone to Dayton. Um, they'll be hoping that he can kick the ground running. He's, he's he's not play, I don't think he's he's not been involved as much the last couple of seasons. But he's a player that I'm, I'm, I've been aware of for a number of years. He's a top player, and he will if he can hit the ground running, he'll he'll score a lot of goals to Dayton. Um, but they didn't work yesterday because they got beat by six goals to nil against Holtersham Reserves. Um another disappointing result. Alter Reserves now have played the three Warrington clubs um in the last couple of weeks and they've they've managed to get a number of wins. So disappointing for, for Dayton. Um in terms of fixtures next week in the Premier Division, Dayton face Middlewich. Um it'd be a tough game for Dayton, but they really do need to start picking up points. Um Greenhouse, as we said, are playing are playing Wally Bridge and uh, Eagle, if you're looking for a game to go and watch next week, this is probably the one to watch. Eagle are placing league leaders Brodie, Heath, Central. Um, really good side. And currently top of the division um, with a couple of games in hand as well. So it looks like they're going to pull away a little bit over the next few weeks. So It'll be a tough game for Eagle, but I'm sure they'll be they'll, be fan- they'll fancy the challenge and fancy the game. Um, into League 2 now. Um, Lynn Rovers put their recent poor form behind them. Um, with a fantastic five-one win um, up at, I'm not sure who did he play anyone though. No? Because I've not written they it down. Did,
2: they've played uh, West Didsbury and
0: Cheltenham. West home. Didsbury and Cheltenham. Thank you very much, Timothy. Um, Tom Flood scored a superb hat-trick, with um, Elliot Watkins scoring the other two goals. Unfortunately, Lim can't build on this next week as they have no game, but they will face. Sorry, sorry more are back in action this week and they're facing Newton-the-Willows, a ground that we all know very well. I've spent far too long at Newton-the-Willows in the rain, with the wind and the cold. Um, I still remember that game we went to watch him, um and we'll, we'll come on to it when we talk about Bruce. Remember when Tom, Tom Meller rounded a goalkeeper and put it wide right of a post? and Broke a bloke window, Um
2: yeah,
0: it's so hard.
2: Went straight through the uh bloke's
0: kitchen window, yeah. Kitchen window, yeah. Um,
1: they, 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 they came round going mad, didn't, didn't
0: they? Yeah, there was the, <laughs> the police the turned up,
1: shout. yeah. They were in the guardian shouting over the fence. Right?
0: <laughs> I got, I got, I had to go have a conversation with a police officer because I was secretary. It was, it was That's the most bizarre thing. situation I've ever had.
2: I think that was the same game I had, um, Elliot Matthews in net. And we were winning like nine what uh, nine nil or something It was after Matt Diggins' wedding. And um I subbed myself on and put myself up front because I thought I could go a goal. He thought it was gonna go in net. <laughs> yeah. It was I,
0: I've, I've, I've been soaked to that ground so many times. Every time I seem to go there, it seems to be raining. Yeah. so um it it's a tricky tie for more because New, New, New and the Willows are in a good run of form as well. So be interesting how those guys get on up there at Newton and the Willows. um. But that's the Cheshire League roundup, and then what we'll do now is we'll talk about the Warrington Saturday and Sunday Leagues. This is the Warrington Football Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. Great right round up there of the, Ch- the
0: Cheshire League. Uh, we're now going to dive straight into uh, the the and Saturday and Sunday leagues. Um, Jacko, yeah, all right, guys. Um, so we're going to start with the Premier Division today this week. Um, there's been some big games in the in the, in the League this week. Um, Halton Borough versus Halebank in the Witness Derby. Uh, Finished Halton Borough nil. Halebank Hale four. Oliver Button and Sean Gallagher both going twice for the away side. Halebank are currently I think second in the league, unbeaten, um, really good start to their season. Um, a result that surprised me when I read, the, read this this afternoon, uh, New Street 2, Sankey Vale 3. Um, Sankey Vale haven't won this season yet. New Street were a side, I, I, obviously, me and PJ watched last week. I was very surprised when I saw that result, um, Sankey Vale getting the three points there. Croft's bad start continues. They lost by eight goals to nil. Um Really bad start to the season for Croft. Um, it's going be, it looks like it's going to be a long, hard season for them. Um Sideack, the opposite problem for them. They're they're looking really good. They beat all by four goals to two. Um, a, hat stri- a hat trick for them for a lad called Liam Lane. Um, there was a Warrington derby this week. Uh, pay points played Wollstone. Pay points won by two goals to one. Um, it does look like it's going to be another long season for Wollstone. I watched them last week. They weren't great. Um, but pay points. Father bruce player Mike Carlin had a big impact him.
2: Yeah, apparently he had an absolute stormer. He um, was involved in setting up the first goal, and then I've seen the video of the second goal, and he rounded the keeper and slotted it away, lovely. So, oh, his teammates were very, um, very encouraged by his performance. Yesterday. Top player,
1: top yeah. player, Carl. obviously former teammate of mine. Um, you know, good, good, good lad as well. Great seeing that he's doing well. He won a golden boot in the Sunday League last year.
0: Um, well, he he, he always. Though he always had the he always had the belief though that he was going to be a full-time player then he always thought he was going to make it and you know it was full-time never know <laughs> God, Unlikely, right but he's, you know, he's he's a good player he's a good amateur footballer but I mean, he was he always had this belief that he, he would work on his game more than i'd ever seen any any amateur player work on his game it was he was he had a really good work ethic off off the pitch in terms of training you know he'd always yeah, turn up I, but,
3: I used to it, do um, you know when i was playing with him or coaching coaching him in the past um, yeah, even like pre-season training, you know, where you just you know, you start off um, as you as you as you kind of uh, putting the last the uh, last couple of bits to your um, to your drills and you're getting your cones out and stuff. All the lads say, go right, lads, two laps around the pitch." Mike Carlin was probably the only one who went round every single corner flag when he did two laps of the pitch. You know, everyone yeah. always cut corners out, but he always went round the corner. So he I never you know, even, even just me. little bit little bit slight. You know You can see he's you know he wants to work at it. And um and me being a keeper before I started coaching, um and I am facing a few shots because he he came down to Bruce. Um I think he started the week before I started, Tim, if you remember rightly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but um you know, me facing quite a few shots against Carlin, I think that keeper's um that keeper he rounded has has missed a uh, it's a bit of a funny stomach today after uh, not having to have that ball go
0: through him.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so it's, a, it's I
0: still it, it, remember it, it, a
2: good sorry, Jacko. Go on, Tim. We me and Ash and Mike and a couple of other lads used to go training on Vicky Park separate.
0: Oh yeah. Cause... And we oh,
2: had no, it was just the three of us <laughs> just the three of us one night. We had a game at Dun and Ash went in net. Oh, poor Ash got it right in the mosh. <laughs>
0: Go am already ugly, wasn't it? Jeez. Oh, I'll tell you what. There is there is one thing I will say though about Mike Carlin. What negative I'll say about him is if you're ever digging up a cricket pitch, don't invite Mike Carlin. Because if you remember that time we had to dig up a cricket pitch and he didn't he didn't do he didn't do a thing um other than kick a ball around, complaining yeah. that we weren't training. He was training. He was
2: training now <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: That's how devoted he was. <laughs>
3: Yeah. <laughs> we were all you our, that? Um, that was our, our pre-season fitness training. Wanted digging up that <sighs> yeah. cricket pitch.
0: Yeah, there have been so knackered in my
3: life.
2: <laughs> forget <laughs> tractor tyres. Go and dig up a cricket pitch.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you never know. You can still make it. I can just see it now. Um, sponsored by Jobfinity. <laughs> you know, the funny just thing c- also,
3: after we dug up that cricket pitch, you think, Oh, yeah, we're going to lay some turf. It's like, No, Jacko just goes round with a few grass seeds. so there we go, that'll do.
0: Oh, it wasn't me, it was the council that.
3: We'll, we'll, we'll... Oh, it was the council.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Don't um,
2: talk about sandbags.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sandbags, now <laughs> Well, that's another story for another time. Uh, we're we'll moving to Division 1 now. Um, bold 1, Blackbrook 1, uh, local derby again, St. Cellan's Derby, really. Um, Blackbrook had a decent start to the season, sort of started to sort of wobble a little bit recently. Uh, Bruce three, Raynil nil, Dion Griffin with another hat-trick. And this time he was given man of the match. So well done to the Bruce managers for realising that if you get a hat-trick, you should get man of the match. Um, that's nine goals in six games for, for, uh, for Bruce from, from Dion this season so far. Are you um, keeper not getting one of the match. You're keeping a clean sheet? Just, no. Just I only got a clean sheet at one of the match once as a keeper because was, it was my birthday. Yeah, it so was my birthday. <laughs> I don't
2: know who
0: gave you that jacket. I know, you know, he was... I felt, felt sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, I, kept a, I kept a clean sheet. I, know, Wills, yeah, I was over at Moon. You've okay. um, off in that one, it really, though. Yeah, we, we won. What match. I you
3: I think it was like 1-0 or 2-0 somewhere. It was a terrible game.
0: It, I think it was 3-0, wasn't it? I the think it can't. was... It was okay. a win, yeah. Against, it was against a good side as well. I remember exactly I remember it all. Um Wollstone Rovers Reserves Nil Farmworth six. Farm are now top of the league. I think we've said again that Farmworth are a, are a good side, um, and they're doing really well um this year. This is their good season, probably next year, they probably struggle a little bit more um in their league. Into division two now. Um Hailbank reserves three, Brookvale four. Now up to third in the league, and Luke Doug- Douglas. Now remember this lad's name. Got three goals this on Saturday. He does come up later on in the podcast on this when we round up the Sunday league So remember his name. Um Rainhill Town Youth Development three, Croft one, uh, Saint Mike's nil, Orford one. Orford's still unbeaten. I'm um, a really good run. Orford at the moment. Um, Walston, Thirds seven, Bruce Reserves nil. Uh, massive local derby for that for, for the clubs. For some reason, the third team always beat Bruce Reserves. I don't know what's quite the reason for that, but it happens every every season. Um, it's the first win of the year for Wollstone Thirds as well, so it's a big win for them. Um,
3: and I'll just say it, one thing, Jacko. I'm sure that uh, when I managed the reserves that we managed a two one win over uh, over Walston. When we were, yeah, was in, you uh, might be,
0: you're probably beat their reserves, not the third. The third seems to be class, they always have been. It, it was the third
2: team, I can confirm that for Ash, but it did have half have half, half my first team playing for him. I didn't have
3: thing. half the first team. I had, yeah. I had two, I had um Alex Asprey and um Matt Berger uh, on me. Oh, yeah, so
0: two current Cheshire League players playing for you, yeah, yeah.
3: But yeah. well, so they were on the bench, they came on fair. Alex did come in and score a goal, but uh. <laughs> But uh, we had a uh, um, uh, spot set, set up. Alex and
0: scored the other himself. did you
1: so. say you won two one? So
0: he came on and scored the winning goal. is <laughs> not <laughs> isn't not that the isn't that the game where PJ there's a there's a picture of PJ making a brilliant tackle against a defender. But what you don't realise is that PJ that that ball at the start, PJ had about twenty five yards of space. Yeah, yeah, that's the game. And three yeah. and three and three touches later, he got tackled. <laughs> Yeah, he still play, He has that picture. It's like he's his, um one of his profile pictures. And I think that's a lie. That picture it makes you look quite good. But you had the ball. Um, we will
2: share this picture on our Twitter page.
0: Yes, it is. It is a it's a funny picture. Um, into Division Three: Blackpool Youth for Development Three, Hulme Borough Reserves One, Crossfields Reserves One, Height and Rovers Four, FC Burtonwood Eight, Bold Rangers Nil, Joseph Holt Two, Redgate Nine, and Orford. Seconds four and Saint Mike's thirds nil. So Orford is a club yet to beat in this season in the league. Um, really good, really good start to the season for Orford as a club. Um, if you want to listen to Peter Slavin's podcast or his interview with us, I think it was on episode nine or episode ten. So give it a listen. He, he had a, he had big plans for the club um, and what he wanted to do with that club uh, over the next couple of seasons. Um, we're moving to the Sunday League. Um, there's some absolutely belting games in this once this week. Um, Bulls head 2, Clockface 4 in the Dennis Skulls Cup. Um, so, Clockface continued to bounce back from the defeat last week against Wolfpack. Uh, Kingshead 1, Brickmakers 1. Uh, Kingshead win by four goals to two on penalties. Um, great win for Kingshead. Brickmakers are a good side, so the two of them are you know, good teams there. Um, good full result kit with for... a
1: penalty save as well.
0: Yeah, full kit. Josh, Josh Rudge. Um he's a person who's desperate to go on this podcast so eventually we will we will get him on eventually (laughs) Um, if you if you want to meet characters in non-league football he is definitely definitely top of it Um, he's the only lad i
2: know turn up in every single premiership football kit to train in different weeks
0: you know what when he when he got when he first got called full kit I thought I felt a bit harsh from him, and then sort realised <laughs> he does it deliberately. And I just thought, you know what, he can he can stick with full kit now. Um, Into league action now. Big surprise of the week. Uh, Chapelford, who are struggling in the league this season, currently or, 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 they haven't won a game yet. Um, they they were at home to the Crown and got a nil nil draw. Crown obviously flying, they're third in the league. Um, big surprise that they got beat. FC Sankey goes to the top of the league. They won by two goals against Beechwood. Um, they found it hard in the first half it was nil-nil at half time and then a late goal a couple of late goals from Sankey saw them through to the win um, they're coming on next week FC Sankey so it'll be good to get a good chat with them guys before they play their National Cup matches um, Red Admiral nil, Grappinol 3 Grappinol also still unbeaten 5 wins from 5 they're only they're second on goal difference now um, so it is looking like it's going to be between Grappinol and FC Sankey so when they and, and the Crown are going to be in and around that but I think you know, I'm looking forward to when them three play each other and we'll try and get down and, w- and watch them games. Um, St. Benedict's 1, Brookvale 12. Um, Luke Douglas and Alex Mod got four each. So that means Luke Douglas has got seven goals this weekend. Um, that's seven go- more goals than me and Ash probably got in our entire careers as goalkeepers. Um, it's, it's, it's not great. I think even when I played outfield, I never scored seven goals in my entire career. So not bad for doing it in one weekend. Um, I scored the, two
3: goals when I was in the un, under sevens, but that's I think the best I've ever done.
0: I I once got play with a week at Bruce because I scored. That's how that's how often I scored, and it wasn't even a good goal. It was like a tapping from like five yards out. It was like, well, well done, Chris. You played there for like twelve years, never scored, but you got one goal. Um, I can I can only score against under sevens now. So what about the
2: academy, <laughs> I think
0: I'm no. I don't <laughs> think I could to be honest anymore, Tim. I I, I haven't
2: have got a goal for Bruce.
0: Haven't you been banned, uh, Tim, from playing with under sevens because you keep keep on doing knee slides every time you score? No, no,
2: no that
3: wasn't me. That was Wilson.
0: No. <laughs> Wilsie cat it's a band. Oh, there's no chance of him scoring even against under sevens. Hey,
3: Back dart tricks for Wolfpack, aren't you before Wilsie?
1: Yeah, I I was second highest goal scorer last year for Wolfpack behind behind Dan and he only won it because of all
2: penalties so if he took the penalties away I'd have been top goal scorer oh that's that sounds like bitterness.
1: that does
2: Wills you have to take some lessons off
0: your son because he can score for fun <laughs> yeah he <you> can <laughs> and, and then the last one uh, the bridge three Blackburn arms four um, good win for Blackburn arms there so the lead table as we said before Sankey lead the way on goal difference all a second and the crown a third with two points behind Um, so Big week in the Sunday League, I'm looking forward to next week, um, hopefully we'll get some big games in and we'll get to go and watch some games uh, in the Sunday League. Um, Clockface are playing FC Sankey, one of the big games, um, Winnick versus Wolfpack was postponed today or abandoned, I believe there was a bit of a argy-bargy in that game um, and it got abandoned unfortunately. Yeah. Um,
1: shenanigans,
0: shenanigans, yes, that's what we call it. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah.
3: That's two podcasts in a row that now, isn't it Jacko?
0: Yeah, it's getting it's becoming a bit of a problem. If you want to see if you want to see some other brawls from around the round the round the leagues, not around in Warrington, but in the there's one in Wales which is absolutely belter. Oh, the
2: real one, the, the real one, one
0: yeah. um, oh, absolutely man. belty for for a match full match brawl. But we don't encourage that sort of thing. But if you're if you're that way inclined, get over and give it a watch. Um, totally. he
1: didn't say. He just said the Welsh league
0: did it. Yeah, it was the Welsh Prem. It was real.
1: Oh, well yeah, pre-
0: it, it was bad that, yeah. Um on and on that bombshell, um well I think we I think we're gonna end the show. Um big thank you to Josh Wills, to Tim Tate and Ash Platt. Um really good podcast this week. Sorry we haven't had a guest. Uh, unfortunately, Mike Daw from Warrington Wolves Women FC is unwell and he was gonna come on, but he he's not well. So we wish Mike the best. Um, and hopefully he'll come on in a couple of weeks' time. Um, but on that note. This is the Warrington Football Podcast, and once again we've shown we're more than just a rugby town. For the Warrington Football Podcast.